Hello, gorgeous friends. Welcome to the Embracing Enough podcast. You know, I've always said that one thing is for sure, and that's that women and girls have some incredible stories to tell. And that's what we do here. We share our stories in the hopes that we'll allow others to feel seen, heard, and hopefully less alone. This is your host, Dina Skippa, founder of Enough Labs, and I am so excited that you're here. And this is our third season. You know, when I started out this podcasting journey, I had no idea where it was going to go. But here we are, having some much-needed conversations around our enoughness, our confidence, and how to own our truth. This season, we're coming together to acknowledge what we've been through and to own the story powerfully without shame and declare that we want more for ourselves. So if you're just joining, welcome. And here's some deets about me. I'm an empowerment coach and a confidence coach, a motivational speaker, a gender equality advocate, and a goal-crushing boss. I love all things dance and even more things travel. I love to laugh, and I've realized that I have a very low tolerance for surface conversation. So it's going to get real over here. But the hope is that you always walk away with something to help you on your journey. And listen... I've been on my own journey in embracing my enoughness for a very long time. I've had to unlearn the toxic narratives that have taught me to abandon myself for far too long. And my obsession with unlearning, well, we're going to be focused on that in season three. And it comes from a desire to connect with you in a deeper, more honest way. To reclaim the fire that we know is living inside of each of us, rather than hyper-focusing on the things within ourselves that we're told we need to fix. Each week, either myself or another incredible guest will will be dropping gems on all things confidence, empowered action, and what we've been consciously unlearning to show up as our fullest selves. The goal is to create space for meaningful, authentic conversation, all while embodying the essence of joy, abundance, and permission every step of the way, and to help you align even closer with your truth. Consider me your personal coach throughout these episodes, your confidant, your ally, and most importantly, your sister friend. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, hello. It's your girl, Dina, and we are back with another episode of Embracing Enough, the podcast brought to you by Enough Labs. And this week, I'm doing a little solo edition, talking about my latest experiment. If you've been rocking with me on social media, about a week ago, I launched this challenge for myself, and I've named it the hashtag 100 Days of Unlearning Challenge. And It has everything to do with inspiring others by unpacking the different aspects of my very own unlearning journey that I've been on. But it's also, truthfully, an invitation for me to open up in a way that I really haven't ever. So I'm looking to peel back the layer, pushing myself further than I ever had, because I think it's that important. You know, I've been thinking lately 
around this concept of unlearning. And the thing that I've realized is that even before I had a name for it, even before I created a whole group coaching experience around it, I've been doing this thing, unlearning. It's sort of a breakup, if you will, but the kind that's really long and drawn out. You know, the relationship that you know is bad for you, isn't doing you any favors, but it's got this crazy hold over you. And it takes you time to get it out of your system. You tell yourself you're done and you delete them from your phone, but then you head over to social media, you check on them and you send them a message just to see what's up. It's the back and forth. It's the tug of war. Then you realize why you ended things in the first place and then you block them for real. And listen, it takes what it takes. But unlearning is like a bad drawn out breakup. But in this case, it's not with a person. It's a breakup with these toxic thought patterns that were a product of all of the messages that have been picked up along the way. So when I really think about it, I really feel like for the past couple of years, I have been at some points willingly, at some points with super loads of resistance have been unlearning these messages, these lessons, if you will, that I have picked up as early as a young girl. Those messages that have taught me how to find praise and validation and approval, the ways that I've been taught how to socialize, how to seek out love, and even how to seek out achievement. And here's the crazy coincidence, right? These same thought patterns that I have battled with for years have been the very same ones that my clients have been bringing into sessions. And you know, at the very beginning of my journey to becoming a coach, when I was hearing the reasons that women wanted to work with me, I thought, is this crazy? Is it random? It can't be an accident, right? Because it's not. There are no mistakes in the fact that women were finding me and looking to work with me based on the fact that we had a similar story, that we had been feeding ourselves for years. And deep down, the both of us, we both knew that it wasn't working for us and we had to do something about it. So I would be looking at that client listening to her story and seeing myself in her story and this draw to needing to break up with these toxic thought patterns that had been holding us back in so many ways. But here we were both waking up to the fact that this wasn't where we could be any longer. So my unlearning journey has been, you know, steadily getting louder over the years. But I want to take us back to the beginning of where the unlearning lab and the concept for it was really birthed, right? So back in January of this year, 2022, I was in Sedona on a retreat and I was working with a coach who was helping me on my own sort of spiritual journey of sorts, but also 
was helping me in my business. And when I really think about it, the work that I've been doing on myself spiritually has really been coming into my work with enough labs and in a way deeper, you know, way. So her name was Michaela and she and I were sitting in this cafe after a hike and I was sitting there trying to put language to what I felt like I was going through. And I said to Michaela, I just feel like I'm going through this massive shedding. It's like, I'm letting go of everything I've ever known to be true and how I have learned to assign meaning to my identity. And it's like, I've now decided to burn it all to the ground. It's like, I'm unlearning everything I've ever been taught. And there it was. And Michaela looked at me and she said, it's because you are. And the moment that you lean into that fully, the more massive permission you're going to give other women to do the same. And I'm telling you, I had full body chills. I was like, you're right. I knew I was onto something. I knew this was real and I felt like it was going to be big. And I left Sedona with all of this excitement of how I felt like I was on the precipice of what I felt was going to be this major movement that was going to have such an impact. And I was ready to go big. So fresh from Sedona, spiritually charged and all, I decide to launch the Unlearning Lab with some of the realest energy behind it. The focus and the promise was for women to get to learn how to break these toxic thought patterns, to reignite their confidence and fall in love with themselves. And I was so beyond excited about it. I got all the materials ready, got all the pieces in order. And I said, I was going to announce it to the world no later than the second week of February, because I felt like I, I couldn't wait a second longer. Or so I thought, because then I got cold feet. And then I let another week go by and another, and then another until I was a full month behind the date that I said I would launch. Now I know no one was really checking for me like that, but I was checking for me like that. I asked myself, what happened a month ago when you were totally excited about this, felt like it was going to be such a game changer for so many women, you were ready, you were, you were energized, I had all of this excitement infused into everything I had gone into preparing this program and then dead stop in my tracks. I had become literally obsessed with developing this program that was chock full of all of the tools that would help women fully understand the toxic thought patterns that were holding them back and how to finally break free of their bullshit. And there I was sitting firmly in my own. It was because of the fear. The fear came swooping in. I couldn't wait to open the doors officially to the Unlearning Lab, but the fear of what if nobody signs up? What if all of this excitement that I had around this thing actually gets zero love? So rather than get the confirmation of no one wanting it, I held off. I paused. I said, I'll launch when I feel more confident to put it out there. But that's the thing. And it's never lost on me how many times it takes me to fully grasp this point. You don't reach this magic moment where you have more confidence and finally realize the fear has gone away. 
If it really means that much to you, you do the thing in spite of the fear. You do it scared. Let me tell you, that fear of rejection is a powerful one. And it can have a significant impact on our actions or inaction in this case. And I was experiencing fear in a major way because I wasn't used to putting myself out there in this way because I was challenging the very constructs that I have been living with my whole life. And I knew I wanted to create a space where women could come together and be focused on unlearning in a way that would allow them to break up with these toxic thought patterns associated with who we think we're supposed to be, what dreams are appropriate for us to chase, and how we should act in order to get validation from others. So why was I letting fear run my, run my journey? So, you know, I got over myself and I launched it. And then what started to happen was really cool because people were interested. People kept mentioning to me that one of my posts that I made really made them think about why they had been subscribed to a certain way of thinking for so long. I had women from around the world want to join the first cohort. Friends and family of mine were telling me, this is really something, you gotta keep going. And listen, I can't even begin to explain in detail the levels of inner work I had to do And that were required of me to move through the discomfort that my fear of failure and rejection had me wrapped up in for weeks. But I realized something along the way. And the idea of unlearning, it was all calling me to go way, way deeper. Because there I was so caught up in the logistics of a launch that I was missing the whole point of why this idea was placed on my heart in the first place. So yes, I moved through my bullshit and I launched it, but I think as time wore on, I got kind of caught up in the fear of it all and trying to move past that so that I could do the thing that I had actually forgotten what it felt like to be and feel excited about this idea of unlearning. And as weeks wore on into the launch, earlier this year, I felt like I was growing disconnected from the idea. And I knew because of it, I wanted to spring into action to do things unlike I've ever done them before. Something that pushed me out of my comfort zone, something that scared me a little bit. And I wanted to do something that had me looking deeper into this unlearning journey. So who knew that this idea would come to me through a book about rejection? So I was recently recommended back in April to read this book called Rejection Proof. It's written by a man named Jia Jiang. And it was recommended to me by a fellow coach who's helped me break through some of these trickier mindset issues that no one prepares you for, like overcoming the fear of rejection as an entrepreneur. And so I took her advice. I didn't give it a second thought. You know, I love a good story. So I grabbed it. And so there I was pouring over the pages of Gia's story, and I felt like I saw parts of mine in his. You see, Gia Jang came to the United States with this dream of being the next Bill Gates. He went through the majority of his life doing what was expected of him, what he thought would make his parents proud. He wound up being a marketing manager at a Fortune 500 company where on the outside, 
everything was pointing to him doing everything right. He had a family, a high paying job, checking all of the adulting boxes well. But inside, he felt stuck and stagnant. And although he had all of this early success in the corporate world, his first attempt to pursue his entrepreneurial dream ended up in rejection. He was crushed and he spiraled into this period of deep, deep self-doubt. But he realized that his fear of rejection was a bigger obstacle than any single rejection would be. And he needed to find a way to cope with being told no without letting it destroy him. He, so he went into this experiment. He, his, he, he pushed himself for 100 days to really feel into what rejection felt like, what it brought up in him and how could he overcome it? Because he was reflecting on the fact that over the course of his adult life, every time he had a new idea, every time he wanted to try something new at work or even try to speak up in front of a, peop of, of a group of people, he would always feel this gnawing fear of rejection. And he knew that if he wanted to succeed at something he had never done, he had to try it in a different way. So when he actually went after starting his own company and getting that first real investment opportunity and then being rejected from that investment opportunity, he realized that this version of him that feared rejection the most could not keep dictating his life any longer. So he had to do something big in order to move the needle. So to Google, he went, and of course he searched like so many of us do, the answer to the question that's gnawing at us. So for him, it was, how do I overcome the fear of rejection? He came up with a bunch of psychology articles about where the fear and pain were coming from. And then he came up with a bunch of raw, raw inspirational articles as one does about don't take it personally, just overcome it. But why was he still so scared? he came across this website called rejectiontherapy.com. And there was this game that was invented by this Canadian entrepreneur whose name was Jason Comley. And basically the idea is that for 30 days, you go out and look for rejection. And every day you get rejected to something. By the end, you've desensitized yourself from the pain. So Jia Jang loved this idea. He was inspired. So he told himself he was going to get rejected for a hundred days. And he came up with his own rejection ideas. He made a video blog out of it and then a TED talk and ultimately the book. I have learned so much from this book, Rejection Proof. For Gia, rejection was his curse. It was a thing that bothered him his whole life because he was running away from it. And then he decided he was going to start to embrace it. He turned that into the biggest gift of his life. He started teaching people how to turn rejections into opportunities. He used his blog, he used his speaking opportunities, his book, and eventually building technology to help people overcome their fear of rejection. And his overall takeaway that resonates with me is the fact that when you get rejected in life, when you're facing the next obstacle or next failure, consider the possibilities. Don't run. You might be surprised if you embrace the very thing you've been conditioned to run away from. And that's where I'm at. That's where the inspiration came from to do this 100 days of unlearning challenge.
where I felt like this pull to let myself feel into the things that I have been unlearning and document it. Document it in a real way, the ways that I have been unpacking the lessons, the messages, the things that I have been really in a conversation with myself asking, why does it have to be this way? Why have I subscribed to this belief system for so long? Now I'm at day six now, so we're early days, but like Gia, I needed something to really feel into. And I wanted to peel back the veil of my own journey and just offer this new perspective. So this experiment of sorts with enough labs is why I am committed to document this journey so that it can inspire others, but so that I can feel inspired myself. And so some of the patterns that I've been talking about are unlearning the idea that I need to be happy all the time, unlearning that people's expectations of me are my responsibility, unlearning that failure is shameful, unlearning that being busy is a badge of honor, unlearning the desire to say I'm fine when I actually need support. And I've realized that the very thing I've been doing my whole life is challenging these constructs and so many others. Trying to keep up appearances of doing everything right in the way that it's always been expected of me. And here I am. Here I am in the throes of this experiment where I am on a daily basis, on a quest, trying to unpack this very destructive programming that I've been conditioned to believe about what's appropriate, what I should do and how I should act. And despite the programming that I've received, the messages that were planted in me from early age, I've still struggled with massive levels of self-doubt. So it makes me wonder, could I have even more confidence if I started to unpack and question every single one of these thought patterns? I don't know. I'll let you know in 94 days though. So I want you to tune in. I'm documenting this journey everywhere you can find me on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, my email list, and right here on the Embracing Enough podcast. I think that an experiment of sorts and really pushing myself to feel things in real time and share it, it's scary. I won't lie. I've been posting these videos and being like, is this dumb? I don't know, but I'm still doing it. And I'm committed to going through the full 100 days to see what's gonna be on the other side. So I hope you leave inspired. I hope you take something with you because I know you will. And, um, and let me know what you think. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hey friend, thanks for listening. I know there are a ton of podcasts out there. So the fact that you check in with this conversation means the absolute world to me. So I hope that you will join us each week, every Thursday when a new episode drops. 
because really we're just here having a conversation, looking for new ways to test out how to show up as our confident, badass selves. Because when you think about it, it's all one big experiment, right? Your life can be the lab. You get to find your answer and what feels good for you. If you walk away from this podcast with one thing, let it be you feeling inspired. Inspired to take bold, empowered action on the things that really matter to you. So check the show notes and learn how you can stay more connected with all of the exciting things that Enough Labs is doing. And be sure to rate and review this podcast. You know I live for feedback because this podcast is just one of the many experiments that I am having a blast trying out with. And I'm just here to continue to remind you every week to never stop embracing how enough you already are.